Hey guys, thanks for joining. Hey guys, thanks for joining. <laughs> thanks for joining in to today's podcast. Uh, it's with Phil Jones, uh, not the Manchester City fullback. This is Phil Jones, expert extraordinaire in direct mail, social media content, and also runs the Lake District's number one estate agent, um, and is and has managed to achieve that feat in only three years. Uh, Guy is uh, a top bloke and uh, and absolutely knows his stuff. So I really, really hope that you enjoy this. There's some golden nuggets in here. And he talks about how uh, how you can diversify and use direct mail to your advantage to help grow your business. So thanks for tuning in. Podcast number eight. Right, we are rocking and a rolling once again. And uh, we're gonna, I'm going to kick it off today. Uh, I, I am joined by uh, Mr. I'm not sure whether I'm going to describe him as Mr. Content, Mr. Direct Mail. Uh, Mr. I sell luxury houses in the Lake District. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of strings to the bow. But, Mr. Uh, I tell the best jokes. <laughs> For anybody who's been following me on Instagram, every joke that I say, uh, I've stolen from Phil Jones. Uh, right, Phil, let's kick it off. Hello. Thank <coughs> you for joining me. Thank you, Mr. Andrew Baxter. No problem at all. Uh, Phil, just, just let's just, let's just start. I always start with the context uh, whilst you sip your beer. Um, no, I'm, I'm, let's... I'm not an alcoholic. I've just got two kids. <laughs> Isn't that technically, yeah, okay. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, technically, I'm quite then. Yeah, uh, it is linked. So uh, start me off. Give me some context. I mean, I've just, in fact, for the, for the benefit of transparency and perhaps um, – uh, to give some credibility, uh, myself and my business partner, we actually, uh, we use Phil, uh, one of his business, well, a couple of his businesses uh, as a paid service. So so I, I know a lot about the, the business of what Phil does, but I want to know a little bit more about Phil himself, who you are, where you're from, where mm -hmm. it all started. So kick us off. Let's go. In terms of business or? Everything. Who Everything. are you? Where are you from? Well, um, I'm very fortunate, especially... Um, as all this coronavirus stuff goes on, that I live in uh, the Lake District, which has uh, a week of sunshine a year, and that has been this week. So that's amazing. I was um, just going to say. I was just going to say, just quickly. It, it's all. It always seems to be the week of the year that nobody ever sees, and how 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 fitting to have it on the lockdown in uh, in isolation. Yeah. Yeah, it's as good as it's been for me. It's probably destroyed the electric economy because the amount of money that to turn over this last week would have been unbelievable. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, so it was. I'll start with. Um, I'll start with school. That's probably a yeah. good place to start. So yeah. I, I was one of those kids that, if the teacher told me to do something, I'd do the total opposite. <laughs> One of those. Uh, I've never liked being told what to do. Uh, still don't. Um, ask my wife if you need confirmation of that. Um, so I was targeted all the A stars and A's and, and came out with um, short of that. It was no idea what I should have done, but I wasn't bothered in the slightest. It never did bother me. I, I don't think I've ever done any revision in my life um, for, for school. Was there I was any was there any expectation on your shoulders from your parents to do well at school? Yes. Yeah. My family as a whole. Um, I'm one of three and therefore uh, it's fair to say my brother and sister, although they have other talents, academically isn't, academic, you know, uh, studying isn't one of them. Mm -hmm. um, so I was the youngest and the one with the, he's going to get the A's, you know, that <laughs> one. Um but although I got some A's, it, it, I know any of what I should have done. So I then fell into, I went to sixth form, um, fell into, um, in fact, went in sixth form, got kicked out of sixth form for not getting the grades I should have done, um, which was an interesting period of my life, going from the family's wonder kid to being kicked out of school. <laughs> the black sheep. <laughs> yeah, so I went to work for a youth hostel in Kendall um, because it was the only job out there and I, I knew nothing else. My, my family are very, my mum's a piano teacher, my dad's a, um, a stockbroker, but they're very, as most families are, don't understand entrepreneurship as, as we do. You know, it, uh, it, 
it wouldn't make a lot of things we do would make no sense to them whatsoever, yeah. and therefore it was never shown any of that at all. And um, at this at this point, had you did you did 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 work did working for yourself and owning a business or multiple businesses? Was this in the frame or at all? Not at, I don't even think it crossed my mind. I always had in my head, and maybe everyone has does this where I thought I would do something good at some point I just didn't know what or when and maybe everyone has that I'm not sure but um so I went to youth hostel then went to work as a trainee QS quite surveyor um where got made redundant a year later from that and we went and fell into a job at an energy company um at this point all my friends were coming out of university and uh going into jobs locally and I was working in what's fair to say it was a man's job as a youngish boy I was probably 20 at the time and on 20 grand and at the time that was way more than my mates were on as an accountant yeah. as you know at least so I thought this is it 20 grand <laughs> living at home smashed it a month rent, nailed it absolutely yeah. nailed it yeah but three years later when I was now on 21 grand with a expecting a child with Sam Ashdown in my ear 24 7. So who, just, um, just, yeah. just, just, just for the just for the benefit of people who are listening to this, Sam Ashdown is a is a renowned business coach, mm -hmm. uh, predominantly in the uh, state agency world. Very, very uh, successful, very, very good at what she does, and also happens to be your mother in law. Correct. Right. Yeah. So, so, she, I, so she, as you as you can see, there's my family and Sam Ashdown, who is as far towards entrepreneurship as you could ever wish to go. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first met Sam and took interest in her business, she was earning unbelievable amounts, yet spending unbelievable amounts. <laughs> that's how her brain worked. Uh. I couldn't even go into the figures, but it was unbelievable. Right. Um, and I, but I was reaping the benefit. I was going to the US on, you know, three weeks, five star hotels, eating anything I wanted for, you know, and for, for no cost because she was paying. But um, so these were these were worlds apart. Okay. And um, Sam and I were talking once, and, and I was saying that I've got the golden handcuffs in the, in this. Well, she told me I had the golden handcuffs um, because I was now earning. 21 grand as a 23 year old that that needed and wanted and expected more and it wasn't again I still didn't like being told what to do so I was being told what to do by this boss and although we got on well it was I was never gonna go find that that industry that business because I was I was more of an office based person in a in a world that was men, you know, fixing things. Does that make sense? Okay. I, I, so was, I was always a bit alien to it. Okay. So people were getting hands dirty. Is that what you're saying? People were getting Correct. hands dirty and you were sort of sat there going, well, I'm happy just sort of sitting <laughs> here and, and doing what I'm doing. I was doing the minimum work possible <laughs> home at two o'clock. Right. Um, and, I at that time I started to think that I was lazy because I was home at two o'clock. But um, in time, and you know, fast forward, I'll, I'll go back and set. But fast forward to today, and you cannot get me out of the office. And it wasn't no. lazy at all. It was because I was doing something that I was had no interest in. Mm -hmm. I was there for the money, and and that was it. I think also, you know, what's on that point, you know, sometimes I feel sorry for people who don't have a direction. I, I say I don't, I don't feel sorry for them. It's not that I don't feel sorry for them, but it's very, very difficult. I was lucky enough, as you know, I stumbled into a state agency when I was 17 and I was lucky enough to have the passion for it and, and, and the motivation and the drive. And I just knew that that's the business that I wanted to get into was property. But not everybody knows what they want to do. So you can't be you can't be criticized for um, sort of not really knowing where your direction is and where your passion is. I was chatting to a guy yesterday and he's a, he's, he's got multiple businesses. He turns over 14 million quid a year and all mm -hmm. every single, every single one of the, every single piece of the pie he's passionate about, 
you know, whether it's um, amusement parks, uh, helping entrepreneurs, uh, making teddy bears, believe it or not, it's one of them. So I, I get, I get that. I get that totally. Um, so, so, so Sam Ashton was barking in your ear you and your kid was coming. Yeah. So the first thing we went to, um, was Facebook ads. So I, um, what's a business that you're working for? No, 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 in terms of uh, self-development. So we're mm-hmm. trying to work out what I could do. Okay. Um, and I did a few Facebook ad courses. I, I love the marketing side of things, was not interested in the um, the way it worked at all. And it was it just didn't get me going whatsoever. Um, so we had a few more conversations and then I genuinely don't remember how it happened. But all of a sudden we were opening up an estate agency. <laughs> I, I, I generally cannot remember the conversation. One conversation I do remember is I was sat on the floor in my um, in my house again, home at, at like half two, and uh, and she came in and I think I was talking to my wife Molly and I said something like, um, or Molly said, um, for when are you going to leave work? Because Mum said you're going to have to leave work to start this. And I, was, I thought she was joking. I said. No, we'll see how it goes. And then, you know, after six months, I might decide to leave work. Yeah. For anybody anybody in an estate agency, uh, sort of stumbling across starting an estate agency and thinking that you can do it part-time, it's just, it's so unrealistic. So I love the thought of you uh, back then just thinking, well, I'll just give it a shot and let's just see what happens after six months. Well, I was risk-averse. Right. That's how I'd been brought up. Right. No, but my parents didn't say it, but I can guarantee you they didn't think it was a good idea. (laughs) There was was risk attached to it, and it made me feel nervous. And um, fortunately, I had Sam there to um, not push me into it because I I really wanted to do it, and it was something that um, I ran with, but... Guide. Um, guide, guide's good work, yeah, to guide me through it. And uh, I think, so we opened up on three years ago near today, um, April the 3rd, I think it was. And, it, well, yeah, fast forward three well, years. Well, well, well before, you, before you, before yeah, I mean, look, we're going to get to where you are now. I mean, obviously I know very yeah. well, uh, just, you know, for the record, uh, sure. Phil, Phil and Sam uh, run a, a couple of businesses, not only the estate agency, but on the estate agency alone, they're the number one luxury home seller in the Lake District. And as you can imagine, uh, there's there's a fair amount of properties that are luxury in the Lake District. It's not like being the uh, luxury estate agent in uh, in Hare Hills. For those of you from Leeds who know what I'm talking about, there isn't many luxury properties in Hare Hills. No disrespect to it at all, right? Uh, my grand, my grandfather. I'm sure he grew up in Air Hills or Travel Town. But what I'm making is, in in a, in a very short period of time, you, you've come to success, and this is one of the key reasons why I wanted to have you on. Because, you know, nothing. I don't think so far from what I've from what I've learned and from what I from whom I've spoken to and from advice that I've I've received and also podcasts that I've listened to. I think it's fair to say that you know becoming successful in business it it never ever happens overnight but you but you 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 and sam have sort of between you managed to and in in what what i consider to be a short period of time three years develop a, a really good business but i just want to go back to that mindset so on the first day that you opened mm. up you, you you said a moment ago you're risk averse you um sort of were thinking well i'm not going to quit my job i'll just see how it goes w- at what point did it get real in your mind and what was going through your head um it, it probably got real the first day so we opened up in in sam's um front room and just just one point that's probably important to bring up here is that um what we're probably going to talk about and what we learned and what we used to get to where we are today was in no way skills as an estate agent it was skilled as marketeers um and self-development and, and all of that sort of thing i think it, this it can be applied in any industry whatsoever um as long as you stick to to clear things but so i arrived first morning and um, the first thing we did was go to direct mail. It, again, it was something I'd never, didn't even know what it was. Um, Sam already had letters because she's been coaching agents over the last few years. So 
we sent them out a pile of about 100 saying how amazing we are, we're new, we'll do this, we'll do that. Um, next morning, I sat by the phone, no phone calls. So I got my, my mobile and, and typed in the number and rang it because I thought, this number's not working. But it, it rang and it was absolutely <laughs> fine. And it just turns out that it's not that easy. No, no. Okay. So, and for the record, direct mail for anybody who's who's listening. And I, and I think it's very a, a good point you made there, Phil. About uh, this is not the, the conversation that I wanted to I want to have with you and anybody else that I have in the future or in the past is not about specifically their industry. So this isn't about a state agency. And I want mm. to make it about business. So you, you are now, in my opinion, uh, I mean, I, I look to you for guidance on direct mail. Um, and, 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 you know, you, you have a, a, a lot of credibility in my opinion, just to say that three years ago, you didn't have a clue is mind boggling. Um, but clearly you've got a talent for it, but, but direct mail is, is what's, what is direct mail? Um, the official term is unsolicited sales letters that are sent oh. through the post. Oh, you see, that's, <laughs> it doesn't sound that's very not good, a set, it? is it? No, it's not as good, is it? No, no, <laughs> not quite as good there. Well, the, what... the term direct mail is a bit silly, really. We should we should use the term sales letters because sales letters. And you, 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 I mean, you. I mean, I'm not going to get into my opinion on it because you know there's a reason that I pay you for your advice. Um, so it's obvious that I know it works, and I think it works. But it's just stepping outside of a state agency for a minute, that mm. how can direct mail potentially help? any 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 you know any business what can you can you can you dive how can you diversify so for an estate agent mm. i can see i can see that there's a board outside a house they're on the market and i can look on right move and they've been on the market for six months and the house isn't sold and i can send them a really good letter not a standard letter but a, a phil jones or a Firewave letter yeah but, but let's say that i don't run a business that that, that that can have the ability to to track and be as direct as that how can you diversify in direct mail there is no other method that you can send exactly what you want to say directly to someone and make sure that it lands on their doorstep. You know, you can do Facebook ads. You can't target an exact person, Facebook ads. You can do, um, you can do whatever. Sales letters are the only way you can directly speak to the exact person or the exact group of people that you want to speak to. So it, it's, it would work in any industry whatsoever. I mean, to think of an industry it wouldn't work in. And um, just going back to the way I learn, I read every single book I could ever get my hand on Darren Mail, and still do. Um, Dan Kennedy is the guy to, to go to. Anything by, by Dan Kennedy, if you go on YouTube and type in Dan Kennedy, um, some videos will come up an hour long from seminars he, he did 20 years ago. and they're the kind of things you, that I learn from. Okay, but I, I want to come. I want to come back to three. Well, is the three things? Um, I want to come back to well, two two things mainly, right? And including including direct mail because I think at this point, if if I were somebody who didn't know anything or deal in direct mail per se, I would think mm. that I get direct mail from my door from from uh, I don't know um, takeaways or, or, or in fact mm -hmm. I don't really get a lot nowadays but if certainly from the only other one really is estate agency so some people might think yeah okay direct mail move on to one side but I, I do want to come back to it but I want to go through mm -hmm. your story a little bit more and come back to that and social media but because the, yeah, direct, sure. I think direct mail is potentially a trick that a lot of people are missing um, because it seems like we've gone through a period when social media started to be the thing that everyone was jumping on that that the, the old um newspaper adverts which i still think are, are, are old um unless mm. you do unless you're doing it in the right time um you know radio and tv but direct mail feels like a bit old but i think there's a bit of a trick behind direct mail because there's a lot of people on social media isn't there so we'll come, come back to that in just a second let's just let's just let's just skip because you, you 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 set up the estate agency and now in estate agency you don't have an income straight away um, so did you go through a rocky period, a concerning period? I, I, you know, Yeah, well, I, I was very fortunate that um, I got married a couple months later and I got a lot of money for, for a wedding, um, fortunately, and, and that allowed me to live for the first six, seven months of, of the agency. So I, I was very lucky. Um, but you were, you were living, living within your means, I imagine. You are correct, yeah. yeah. Right. But I, I kind of wish that I wasn't, as lucky because 
if you need something, you'll work a hell of a lot harder for it. Whereas I was okay. I was the thing that drove me was um, the fear of not being successful. So everything I've ever done in my life, I've been always the, like the nearly guy. I've, I've nearly done really well, you know. And so this time had to be the one. It was the one that everyone says said to me, "Don't do." Wow. So this so this was the one that I had to do it, and and that drove me more than more than money, and and still wow. does. Well, I mean, that's, that, I love that. I just love hearing that, you saying that I was the nearly guy. And now I know the the Ashdown Jones story and the stuff that you're doing with Firewave, et cetera, et cetera, is, 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 is great, is amazing. Might, might be relative Thank to my know. industry, but it is really, really good. And so I think it's poignant, I feel, for anybody, because I've, I've, I've so far had people on this podcast who have absolutely smashed it in business, then gone down the pan and then lifted back up and then this, that. And everyone's got a totally different story. They've all got their own mm. routines, their own fads. And I think it is interesting hearing how people either overcome issues or they're a direction. Because I think everybody's different. Yet mm-hmm. I feel like people's personalities can be similar. And and therefore, if somebody's a similar personality to you, they might be able to go, you know, bloody hell, there's a way of doing it. Like, I, you know, I had, I had a guy on here who 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 was just totally relentless. I mean, at one point he was making um, suits for, for Ryan Giggs and then he had nothing. And then and then he was making sandwiches and knocking on Delhi's doors. He was just so relentless. And then mm. I had another guy who called himself Mr. Consistent and literally has never really had a, a huge downturn, but it's been a slowly a slow increase. And I think that's important yeah. to get the, the, the balance because I'm interested. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest with you, this is, I'm doing this as a selfish purpose. I'm interested in people's stories and I want to get, you know, motivation and inspiration from people. Um, yeah, the, the interesting thing from what you've said is that in anything that there is no one way to do it you know if it works it's the right way to do it but but it has to be the right way for you so there are so many influencers out there uh, in terms of industry in terms of wider you know the, the gary v's that etc find someone that suits the way you think but challenges the way you think too but you know, is going in the direction that you want to go in and, and listen to them. And you don't have to listen to every single person because quite a lot, you know, that um, I was listening to Gary Vee today and he was saying that um, he doesn't believe that he should ever concentrate on one thing because some people don't like concentrate on one thing. Yet there's the book from um, Keller that says concentrate on one thing, that's the way to go. And, and these are two people that are like, you know, at the top of their game. So, so th- it's not possible to to listen to everybody just find a, a few people that that really suit you and, and go with that yeah i think balance <clears throat> i think balance in everything in everything seems to be the one thing that i'm pulling out of a lot of stuff at the moment whether it's mm. work and life balance or focusing on one particular thing but um so yeah. go just just come back so um you spent a lot of time reading and you still do and you listen and you focus what and, and, and that's your, did, did you just find that this whole sort of direct mail slash marketing was something that you were really interested in? And is that why you focused on it? Uh, well, I we should probably start somewhere else. So um, I would be nowhere near where, where the, we are as a company or where I am as a person in order to be able to give advice now without somebody there. Um, so Sam, who had, had paid £45,000 a year to be in a mastermind and, and be with the best, who had paid, you know, in Vegas, that, that, that had done that. So I had someone like that who was there to challenge my thinking. And in no way did she take over. Um, in no way did she ever say, no, this is the way we're doing it. We would discuss things. And, and I would – so I was picking up – you know, I was learning at a ridiculous speed because um, – and in no way did we get everything right. We made big mistakes because we'd not done agency before. But um, imagine having someone from the day one, like a coach that, we, that we, you would charge £45,000 for as your business partner. So I was yeah. extremely fortunate. Where And still today, we, I, I learn you know, constantly on, on things like that. So that's really, it, it, if there's one thing to do, find someone that's, that's been there and done it and pay them for their advice. But... Um, so what happened is the first few weeks, Sam was on a, a webinar once, um, training agents, and we hadn't had any responses to our letters. 
and there was this house that had been on for two years and I, I was like why on earth would they not ring me like I've told them how good we are I've told them I'll sell the house so I got in my car and I drove up his private drive through his electric gate and knocked on his door and uh, just asked him asked him look how can I possibly help you and um, it turns out he was the the director for Barrett's Homes. So, you know, Builder. A, a big, uh, he was the marketing director for Barrett's Homes. So um, I don't remember it, but the older people remember the, uh, the helicopter advert. You probably remember it, Andrew. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, a long story short, he became a client very quickly. And, and so... I built up very quickly by by door knocking, and by the way, I that, hate door knocking. Yeah, I was going to say that's a, it's a poor thing. How did that feel? Just for the, you know, because I feel like I, I, I'm getting into running at the moment, right? And and after, during a run, it, it during the first few runs, it feels horrendous, but then afterwards, it feels amazing. Um, and 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 now that's it, it feels like a completely different point to make. But obviously, I've door knocked before. What was that feeling like when you got that? I mean, how much was the house worth? It was one point five million. So you you drove you said you drove through the electric gates. They opened up, right? Yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The card, the card, you, right. so you smashed through the electric gates. And said, how can I do to help you? Well, the first thing you can do is go and fix the electric gates. Yeah. No, so, so you drove into this one point five million pound house. You hadn't got a house on the market. I mean, the thing, the other thing to bear in mind with business is you you've got to be able to put your balls in advice, haven't you? And that is it. That's it right there. Definitely, but I don't want to pretend that it didn't bother me or that. Um, you know, it was easy because it was it was the complete opposite. I probably sat for ten minutes at the bottom of the drive, thinking, "As you think you're going to do this, like all the things that could possibly go wrong, go through my head." But I get one thing. I, I I was listening to lots of things at the time, and, and one thing that sticks in my head was that if you can think about the worst possible case, worst case scenario, so what can possibly go wrong here? And it can be awful, you know, in business terms, it can be you go bust, you lose your house, whatever that, whatever it may be in decision you're making. But at this point, it was worst case scenario is going to say F off, leave a negative review on, on my Facebook page. You know, that, that's probably worst case scenario. As long as I can be OK with that. Then anything's a bonus. So that was really helped me over the last three years as well is I, I still struggle with with a lot of things. Um, but as long as I can get okay with the worst case scenario, then it's interesting. Know. That's a really interesting point because a lot of advice people give is, is yeah, but you, what can you get from it? You can get the potential of 1.5 million pound house. It's potentially a 20 grand fee, whatever it might be in business. It's, mm. yeah, but actually looking at it and some people can resonate with that, I suppose, but looking at it on the flip side is what is the worst case scenario? I like I that. Wasn't, but I wasn't bothered about money. I was bothered about being a success. So the fact it was a, a 30 grand fee behind the door was a, was irrelevant to me. That probably wasn't irrelevant, but you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah. And the reason why I went to 1.5 million pound house is because we decided that was the market we were going to work in, which um, I think we'll, we might come on to later, but yeah. so important to pick your market yeah i mean it, yeah i think we'll tr we'll try and we'll try and mention it if, if it can come up because we're just we're just winging these podcasts you know that phil we're just i'm just a, <laughs> i'm a total winger but but let me let me so so just to sort of let me, just to round off this moment so mm. you're, door, you're door knocking you direct mail i know that you're social mediaing, but but i want to come to that in a moment because the, uh, the, well i'll come to that at some point because social media's got a big uh, i, I want to try yeah. and get through this journey so you're using social media you're trying to so you're trying to where we should, so where we should probably go now is that um, I got to a stage where I had 20 homes on the market um, very quickly in the space of six months, which was, is a hell of an effort for the amount, the value of homes. And I said to myself, how the hell do I get out of door knocking? Because although I, I agree with you, a lot of things, uh, I hate being on video. Now it doesn't bother me the slightest because you do it more and more. This wasn't one of those things, you know. It was, a, it was a brand new situation every time, a brand new person, a brand new. What's the worst that could happen? And that the, the worst that happened seemed to grow because the business grew. Hmm. So I thought, how do I create a consistent, consistent leads without having to knock on someone's door? 
and went and read every direct mail book you could ever think of to avoid knocking on someone's door. I mean, the thing is, people don't like people knocking at the door unless it's the postman or Amazon or <laughs> you know, or, 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 or Sainsbury's, whatever it might be. They don't, do they? Let's be honest. No one like no one. If you put yourself in that position and knock at the door, and it's a salesman, ultimately that's what we are. It's not a good place to be in. So you have to, you know. No. I understand that 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 is a natural. That, I can't imagine anybody who says that they really, 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 really enjoy it. Especially a twenty-five-year-old, a one-point-five-pound house who had been in a estate agent for a week. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like there should have been a camera on you. That was like a set. <laughs> I like if I if I if I'd have known you, I'd have gone film, film maybe. Maybe give it a couple of weeks, mate. Give it. Yeah. Well, in, in, interestingly, Sam. Um, Actually, when she was coaching, she was telling people not to door knock at the time. But I wasn't aware of that. So while she was on this call, I went out and went back and was like, Which, where have you been? I said, I've been door knocking. She's like, what are you doing? Brand, think about brand. What's the brand connotation with door knocking? And then when we got a 30 grand fee, she was like, hang on. You know, the, maybe try it a few more times, see what happens. And it grew and grew and grew. And yeah she's like what time are you doing your next donut film yeah. <laughs> exactly so interestingly her coaching has changed a hell of a lot to what we did as a as a company and there's no there's no shame in that because businesses change life changes <laughs> economy changes marketing changes doesn't it and you know yeah, and I've, I've got you know i think sam's and i think sam's fantastic uh i'd love to get sam on a podcast but we'll, we'll deal with that another time she is um, she's a marketing genius she is yeah yeah i would yeah. never ever ever tell her that no, no. I hope she's not going to listen to this. She's not going yeah. to listen to this. Uh, she, like, we can tell her. No, tell her to yeah. her face. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So you, you you grew it. You got to the point of 20. You, you did the direct mail, mail, books, podcasts. And then you, so you were then branching out into different areas of marketing, which, which any business should be thinking about all the time, isn't it? It seems to me that a successful business owner or, or company um, is really – born out of marketing whether they title it as marketing or not whether they realize it's whether it's networking whether it's social media or this direct mail it all does come down to marketing because your product okay you put okay, pro, okay to take that in the wrong way the product has to be something that people want and that is is value for money but you get you, you, there's no point trying to sell there's no point me trying to make the best vegan candles in the world when nobody but nobody <laughs> knows nobody knows how to do it do you know what i mean the sales and marketing is everything there's nothing else. Yeah, yeah. So let's 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 skip on. Let's just skip on. So you've built it up at the moment. So where do we stand? Give me an give me an idea. I want to know because I, I feel like there's a lot of value in speaking to you about content, social media, and marketing. But I want to get the I want to get I want to get through this journey of uh, Phil Jones. So right now, as we stand, Phil, you're what thirty? How old are you? 37, 30, <laughs> I'm Twenty eight. You're 28 years I'm old. 28. I mean, yeah, 28 years old. And uh, for anybody, actually, if anybody's listening to this, Phil, you can find Phil on, and we'll come to it at the end where we find Phil. But um, Phil is a very, um, uh, he's a very open book, very uh, honest and generous person. So I'm sure if anybody's interested in, in getting into business, I know Phil. I'm sure you won't mind me saying this, but if anyone wants to get in contact and ask any questions, no, no, certainly, certainly around social media and direct mail. I would urge you to do it 100% definitely. You've, you've got an opportunity here for anybody who's listening to listen to Phil. So as we stand at the moment, you're 28 years old. You've got two kids, mm. wife. Uh, your your mother-in-law is also your business partner, and that is Sam Ashdown. Mm -hmm. um, so w where do we stand business-wise? Ashdown Jones, Firewave, where are we at? Yes, yeah, so Ashdown Jones, um, comfortably clear, six figures profit. Um, it's not. It's just three years old. Um, Team of seven. Um, we've got a marketing agency called Firewave, which is direct mail content. Um, relatively new, about six to nine months old, something like that. Um, again, going extremely well. Uh, I would actually, I don't class myself as an estate agent, and therefore, like the last couple of weeks, I've loved because I've been able to spend in the marketing agency. And you'll you'll have seen all the content we put out is being a hell of a lot more than it is previously um so i'd love to spend more time doing stuff like that but the agency is like my baby and, and and like the agency is where people can see me be successful if that makes yeah. sense so yeah, I, yeah. So, um and then we've got a um holy letter company called aj retreats off the back of the agency um and then i have some of my own personal um 
clients that I coach and then Sam has obviously heard as well. So, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it's a very, it's a phenomenal um, sort of situation that you're in. And actually knowing you, because uh, I obviously converse with you because, you know, we use your services as well as yeah. a business. Um, you've, you're very you know you're three years in you know what i mean and this 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 this, this is this is obviously going to grow into something fantastic but i still at the same time think that you've come to an a, a incredible position and that's that's why i'm trying to speak to various different people people have been in business for 20 odd years people have been in business for six months and something like you've been in for three years but actually i bet there's people who have been in business for 15 years who haven't who haven't been able to establish what you've done, but I want to go. I want to. I want to make one quick. One quick point. So we've got a bit yeah. of a round. A bit round up there. You have got these businesses. You 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 mentioned the benefit of having someone like Sam on board. Mm-hmm. That doesn't. But that just because that was your mother-in-law, that doesn't mean that anybody else can't have that coaching you just maybe have to pay for it or you have to do a lot of digging yeah. and find, find their free resources now i follow sam ashdown on her facebook page and on a various different so she actually gives all of her tips and so do you mm. to be fair to you and so does gary v and so does james sinclair and so does my haycox that all these people give all the information yeah. for free if you're just very if you're very clever and concise with it you don't actually have to pay for it but going back to the coaching aspect of it i must admit before i engaged um in a coach I was very, 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 very skeptical because there's a lot of business coaches out there. And my concern was, who's the right coach? And, you know, what are you going to do for me? Not that not the business coaches can't do a lot because obviously I've got one. Yeah. What's, your, what's your point on that? Is every business coach the best? If they're not, how do you find the best? Yeah, it comes down to, um, again, listening to, to people. And whoever, in my opinion, I pick someone that has been where I am now and is where I want to be. So my coach now, um, five, ten years ago, he's about late 30s, I think he is, um, was running multiple six-figure businesses and he now turns over multi-seven uh, sorry, seven figures onward to eight. So that's where I want to be in the next three years. And therefore, that's why I pay money. The reason why I well, I fell into the coaching of the agents, but it was newish starters coming that I knew how, I know how vital it was that I had Sam there. And now I can offer that to someone. Yeah. Um, so that's why it was, it was really. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting point because haven't, I haven't talked about business coaches so far. And I think actually, um, just to try and simplify what you're saying, if if you're engaging with, or if a business coach comes knocking on your door, you you stumble across them, yet you establish that they're not in the position. And and by the way, this is very personal to you, so I'm, I'm not trying mm. to back you into a corner to say, no, no, yeah, don't you? Know, but but what you're trying to say is that your decision on your opinion on decision making behind a business coach should be, what's that person got? What have, what are they good at? What are they successful at? What is mm-hmm. their what is their proof of the pudding, if you like? Is that what you're saying? Look, look at what they've done. If they're living in a back-to-back terrace in the middle of uh, somewhere and they're renting and they don't have a car, I'm not saying that that materialistic yeah, thing is... No, no, I get it. You know what I'm trying to say? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's um, one good sign is that make sure if you're going to pay someone to be a coach, they have a coach. Because if they don't have a coach, they don't believe in coaching and therefore shouldn't be a coach. <laughs> right. which is unbelievable how many coaches out there don't have a coach like how, how can you charge me to be a coach and not have one yourself it's yeah amazes me but um so somebody did somebody yeah. did say, somebody did mention this the other day in fact you 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 know him matt haycox yeah uh he, he said to me that um roger federer is potentially the best tennis player of all time amongst others he's got a coach yeah. <laughs> you know you can't you can't sort of simplify it in as, in as many terms okay good right yeah, just, just on that point that cool. the coach does not have to be better than you at something of course at all he's there to challenge you and to give his experiences and keep you to your word that, that's what you're there for mm. that's interesting right so we've we've got understanding now uh phil jones oh by the way phil um do me a favour. How how often do people do your mates take the mick out of you for not being a Man United centre back? Yeah, it's died down now. <laughs> um, I've got the same birthday as well, which doesn't help. You um, are joking. No, but I'm a lot better looking. Um, one, no, no joke, right? So I opened Ashdown Jones. Uh, my obviously my address was now public. 
So yeah. Christmas, Christmas, uh, a couple of days before Christmas, it was got a, an envelope through the post. Phil Jones, I thought, who's sending me stuff from China for Christmas? I thought I'll leave it to Christmas Day. You know, it, it could be. So I opened it, and it was pictures of Phil Jones centre back. What the? And those th- this, this love letter, this love letter saying, um, "Phil Jones, I love you. You're amazing. You're the best centre back." There's ever been. Please sign these photos and send them back. And send them back to me. And um, I feel really bad. They're still sat in my drawer. Oh my god! You've but... got to, you've got to take a picture of that and put it on your Instagram. <laughs> please find it. Dig it out I'll of the drawer. Find it. Dig it out of the drawer. And put it on Instagram. Please, please. Because yeah. like, there was some poor soul in the middle of China just thinking, "I wish you'd have sent it back." You should just sign them. Just be. <laughs> I was going to. Yeah, but I thought the... I might get more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if it gets raffled off? And they, uh, yeah. they make, oh, yeah. a few, make a few hundred quid. Yeah, maybe don't do that. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just, I'm conscious. I, I could have a chat with you aside from business because uh, I know that you, well, I wouldn't say you're a football fan because you support, who do you support? Calais. You, you support Calais. He's not quite, <clears throat> it's not quite um, like proper, fo- proper football, is it? It's more like, is that pub? <laughs> How many joking? joking? It is professional football. Professional football, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, could talk, I could talk to you about all sorts of things, but I want to. I, I just want to. I want to try and add some value. You, yeah. you, you, you have built. So it's fair to say, the business that you and Sam, I'm not leaving Sam out of the equation, but I know she's not the type of person who who sort of needs any uh, recognition. Okay, because yeah. you know she, she she's very successful in her own mind. But you and Sam, because obviously she's your business partner, uh, have built a reputable, successful business uh, in the last three years. Sam over spans over twenty five years. I don't want to give her age away, but maybe maybe a bit longer, maybe less. Fifty one, Sam is. Okay. Okay, you you don't mind giving away, right? No, not at all. No. Not at all. No, you're quite you're quite comfortable with that. <laughs> but what? Okay, what would you? What would you, what would be your main three? What would be your main? I'm not saying that this is the only thing. What's your three or no, two good. main reasons or focuses behind building the businesses? What's made them successful? Yeah, good question. Um, the first thing, and, and probably the most important thing, is pick a niche of a, of a market and understand exactly who that market is and everything you do in terms of content, sales letters, um, marketing, you know, literature that you print is aimed at that person or that group of, of people. Um, agents, estate agents love to think that you can sell everything to everyone. Hmm. Let's um, move away from um, yeah, move away from estate agency though. Even if it's candles, I give you an example of a vegan candle. That's that's an example, isn't it? A vegan candle. That's yeah, the reason why the reason why I was going to a estate agency is because it's the only industry actually that people think that. You know, there's if you look at people like Woolworths and um, etc., they've all struggled because they've tried to sell everything. The oh, only yeah. company that actually can do it is Amazon, but that's because it's absolute mass. And, uh, and they, they get a, a different kind of thing. So pick your market. Um, think any marketing you do, think about market message medium in that order. Whereas I think a lot of, um, and I, I would be including this if I was a new starter, you go message or, or you go medium. So you go, I'm going to go in the paper. You go, I'm going to say this. And then you, you don't think about who that's going to reach. So it's pointless if you've got the most amazing message in the most amazing place, but none of your market actually see it. You're never going to sell anything. So I think um, I think think just on on that point very quickly for the benefit of 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 giving some kind of uh, you know uh, useful content is uh, if we use uh, the candles for example, right? If you were a candle maker, I don't know why I've chosen candles, but I've quoted them before. If I was a candle maker at home and I was listening Mm -hmm. to this, uh, or if I was making um wings and i was delivering and i was a delivery service and, oh and i just chicken thought, wings chicken wings yeah let's just oh, say oh, i love barbecue chicken yeah, wings right. okay but let's just say that i was a grilling company and i was grilling food but but and i was listening mm. to this the same be niche i'm thinking well hang on a minute um, i don't just want the vegans to buy my candles i want anybody who just wants to buy nice candles or somebody going well i don't just want people who love chicken wings to buy my food. I want people who want to buy something else, but to enjoy it. I think, you know, because that isn't, that's naturally the first thing people think of, isn't it? Well, hang on a yeah. minute. It's a smaller market, smaller audience. 
yeah, hang on a minute. I don't, you know, I, I can still, I can still, somebody who just wants to buy a lovely candle, I don't want to miss them. The point is, is that I think, well, I think is that you, you, you're still going to get that person potentially. But if you're not focusing on that, on that sort of direct, that niche, it, it, am I right in saying this? Your message is potentially lost? Correct. Yeah. A, a, a way to think about it is if you're trying to, um, you've got 100,000 people that you're trying to speak to, and you've got one loaf of bread, they're all going to have a tiny, tiny bit, and it's going to be watered down, and you probably what your message won't get out there. If he's trying to speak it to 10 people, they're going to understand exactly what your message is, they're more likely going to buy off you, and they're going to spend, and they're going to become, um, you know, super fans, which is exactly what you want to create. For anybody who's uh, thinking, so what's a super fan? Would you recommend listening to or <laughs> reading a book by, is it Dan Priestley? Is it oversubscribed? Does he talk about subscribes? Yeah, that's good. Is, is that yeah. super fan? That's not super fan, is it? Is that? That's not. No, no. I thought you were going to go on to say, would I recommend anyone listen to the fray? Which I definitely would do. <laughs> do you know what? I've written down the fray because I was going to sneak the fray in at some point. <laughs> uh, Phil, yeah, Phil, you're you're a big fan of the fray, aren't you, mate? I am quite a big fan of Faye, yeah. And if anyone dares to suggest they don't know who they are, then um, they had a big song in two thousand and five. God, how to save a life. Right. Just, 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 just so I, I feel like this should be the snapshot of uh, my Instagram post is, is Phil Jones <laughs> quoting a song from 2005 by the fray. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No, you, you are. No, but uh, I think um, it's a fair point to make. If you, if you, every, I'm not going to say every successful business, but businesses that I recognize, especially from social media, you always see these top fans. You see top yeah. fans. We have top fans. You have top fans. And, and, and I feel like, though, you know, uh, there's no better, in my opinion, there's no better marketing than recommendations, is there? You know, so- it's a brilliant point. I was on the phone this afternoon. Um, I won't say who it was. And um, I was explaining what we do and how we could possibly help them. And um, he said, I spoke to Andrew Baxter before Christmas. So it took me a while to contact me. And he, he <laughs> said, and um, he, he had a glowing review for you. And that right there is better than any marketing I could ever do. Wow. I, I didn't, didn't have know to that. sell my services then. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. That's good. Well, I, well, it's true though, isn't it? I think when, okay, without, I don't want to delve into products because be, mm. because having having a good product and knowing what your market is and doing the right thing is, is, is for another day totally. But I think... You know, from our business, we, we we totally focus on service and results. And when you get the right service and you get the right results for your clients, you don't have to do a lot, do you? I mean, you've just quoted somebody there talking about me recommending them. I, I, you know, I, that will have just been through some kind of conversation before Christmas that I've had with someone saying, mm. I imagine it will have been around direct mail, social media. Where, where did you get that idea from, this, that, and the other? And I'll have gone... These guys, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, I'm, I'm speculating yeah. here, but that's ultimately the same thing, isn't it? Ooh, that candle in the corner smells lovely. Is it vegan? Yeah, it's vegan. <laughs> gotta go. but, uh, Phil, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create a new vegan candle brand, and this is where it's gonna start from. I'm telling you. Right, uh, I'm not gonna buy it, but okay. What do you mean? I've just recommended you to so many people. Oh, that's I'm not. Thing. I'm not in with the vegan things. Unfortunately. Uh, fair, enough. fair enough. Okay. Well, this is full. Uh, this is full meat candles then if you want this is a beef candle you can have it lasagna flavored (laughs) i love it oh god i couldn't imagine it in words um so you go market for anybody who didn't make a note of this market no ma i've written ma market market, so, so who are you talking to then what are you going to say to them so the message market message and then medium how are you going to say that to them So let's um, let's because again, I mean, I'm so I'm so interested in finding the target market, but it, it, it'll be boring for lots of people to listen to. One ideal client, yeah. anything for an ideal client. Yeah. So let me just jump onto social media. Look, give us give us a couple of content, yeah. yeah content. Let, what what's your what's your thoughts? Give us some quick give us some quick hacks if you can. Just just what what would you say hacks. to any any budding any budding? And I don't believe in hacks, but any hacks not necessarily a hack, but what's your piece of advice for anybody? Because your business mm-hmm. is built on your direct mail, 
100% your social media. I mean, I would encourage people to follow your, your social media, but if, if anybody outside of the Lake District wants to follow Ashdown Jones... You can you, follow it, just don't like it. Yeah, I was going to say, you'll get you removed. like it, it changes the algorithm. Yeah, and, and you'll remove them. I mean, they are these guys... You, you will be off there. Yeah, you'll be off there. And this is amazing. And it's so, it's so interesting how specific you guys are I, I just encourage anybody to try and follow phil and sam and what they do because there's not enough time to talk about it but this is just an example anybody who's sort of like follows the business or see or wants inspiration if you follow ashdown jones if you're not in the lake district and and you're not potentially a, a target market if you like hmm. they look at their likes and remove them now that seems totally counterproductive to anybody who's just setting up a Facebook page who goes competition time, anybody around the world, you like our page and I'll give you a hundred quid. It does sound counterproductive because mm. you remove your, your, um, your, your, your likes, but there's a reason for it. Yeah, well, I would call those ego likes and um, trust me, I've been there where, you know, you, you want to get more and all your competitors, but it's all about high quality likes because the way we'll go Facebook, the way Facebook works is that if nobody engages with your content, so if, if these likes are from Pakistan, which you tend to get, um, mm -hmm. they're not bothered about what you're talking about and therefore won't engage with you. And therefore Facebook will say, this is crap. We're not showing anyone. So you, so it, it, it's pointless. It's better to have one like that's super relevant to you than having a hundred that are just that are from uh Abroad or from Leeds, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Leeds. Nothing wrong with Leeds, Leeds with Phil Jones. I'll tell you that. Um, so that there, for example, is a, is a is a little sort of like I wouldn't say a hack, but it's a little tip and advice, isn't it, in terms of what they're doing. Um, social media yeah. for, any, for for anybody who who we're not going to give away the ins and outs of everything, but for anybody who's afraid of jumping on social media and doing something, what 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 can you what can you tell them? Um, first of all, it's people struggle with the idea of content. So the, the idea of content is you answer questions. So what I suggest you do is write your customer journey and um, let's go with candles. So at what point would someone think that they need a, a vegan candle? Um, <laughs> I'm going to drop vegan because that's going to confuse me. A candle. So, you know, it's questions about maybe home, the way it looks. So um, you should be doing content about, living room designs or is it about the smell you should be doing content about how to cover your husband's smell or andrew's smell um, <laughs> but getting them at the so far down the journey as you possibly can before they even think about buying a candle um and get them used to your brand get them to know your brand get them to like your brand and get them to trust your brand with content when they come to buy a candle there is nowhere else they're going to but your vegan candles Andrew, your your candles yourself. Coming out soon. That's I'm the right. idea of content. If you write content with the idea that you're going to sell on that piece of content, put it in the bin, festally, do whatever you want to do because it, it's pointless. Mm. You've missed the boat. Um, I'm trying to stay away from agency. Yeah, I will. Okay. What? 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 Um, what? You, 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 you know, you're, you're a young lad. I mean, you're, you're only, um, well, you're a bit older than me, let's say. Um, let's, uh, where do you, where do you see, where do you see, I mean, you've mentioned before that you don't, you don't class yourself as an agent, which I like the fact that you've said it. You're obviously passionate about it. You must have some passion about helping hmm. the people of Lake District. It's where you're from yeah. and you, you obviously enjoy what you do. So there has to be some element of passion, but it's not what you're not limited to being that you, you do. Absolutely. You you help people with content, with social media, obviously with a bit of business coaching as well, which I totally get. Where's, where, what do you see? What's your, what's your, have you got an end game? Have you got an end goal? I mean, people talk about before you set up a business, you should have an end in sight. Do you believe in that? And what is yours? Um, it depends on the reason why you set it up. So I set up Ashdown Jones to secure my family's future. So to have an end game or an exit strategy seems counterproductive. Um, so certainly not for, for that. For the other companies, yeah, I, I, I do. But um, for every company, we've got a one-year, three-year, five-year goal that um, we'll make sure we meet. They, those change every year. Um, where do I see myself? I, I, for the next few years, I see myself concentrating on helping people that were in my position three years ago. Um, I, I would still be running around selling homes for 99 pounds, 
you know, low end of the market because that's what I, because what we do naturally as humans is we look at how everyone else does it and we try and beat it. And, and by beating it, my thoughts would be go lower price, not the total opposite. Um, mm. So my, my passion is at the moment is trying to help people from where I was to get to where I am now. Okay. And just very quickly, I know you, you, you obviously you specialize in and you've got a niche in helping people in estate agency per se. Do you, do you, do you ever see yourself branding out to? I would love to. And um, I, I do help businesses now that, that come to me, um, not on paid, you know, just advice from my own experiences. The, the challenge with saying I'm going to branch out is I'm going against what I'm saying now where you got to niche and you get to a level where all of a sudden you, you do the opposite and you de-niche and you go, you go to everyone, you know, like Gary V. If Gary V niched now, it would make no sense. Yeah. But at first, at first he niched, mm. he was talking about wine. How niche can you get? Mm. And, and he, you know, you build your reputation, um, personal brand, by the way, no such thing. Mm. It's a reputation. <laughs> no such thing, personal brand. Um, so you build your reputation and then, and then you go from there. Okay, right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna come on to a couple of quick fire questions for you, Phil. Um, but thank. Listen, I just want to say at this point as well. Thanks for jumping on here because um, I think you're a top. I, I do think you're a top bloke, and I think your I think age is age is genuinely just a number. And I think I, I when I've spoken to you, you you do you, you do sort of step you step aside, and you I think what you're very good at is challenging. You're very, very good at challenging, and I think you know if ever there's a if there's a decision to be made around um, uh, hiring, firing, marketing, whatever it might be, you're always very, very challenging. I think that's a really, really good trait to have. So I do encourage anybody. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not expecting uh, a million uh, inboxes to to you right now, but I think if anybody if feels like they've got the bollocks to drop me a message, then they definitely should. Uh, Phil, a couple of questions. Routine. Have you got a routine, daily routine? I know you've got kids and you like to go for a run. Uh, do you have a routine? Does it impact your success? Um, good question. So I've tried a routine. I've tried the up early. I've tried the um, personal trainer. I've, I've tried lots of things. Um, there is no, again, there is no one right thing. Don't read a book and think that's how I've got to do it to be successful. There are fat millionaires. The fat billionaires don't think that you're gonna yeah, genuinely. Um, I from November I started running every day for mental health reasons. Not not I'm gonna sound struggling, but no, 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 I, no, needed, I needed some space. Um, diet is vital uh, to clear your head as much as we all want to eat crap. Um, mm. it, but in terms of routine, I, I don't have a routine. I just make sure that I get an hour's worth of self development in. And I get an hour's worth of exercising every day. Uh, so that's more routine than a lot of people would have, because you know that's you've got to have discipline around it. Do you do you, do you work off a do you work off a, a tick list? You a tick list kind of guy? Do you say right today I'm going to establish these things? I am very much a tick list, but I'm very much a um, a, a tick list where it develops throughout the day, and nothing on the original tick list gets done. I am I am very good at um, saying to myself like this gets done this morning and that's it. You know, time blocking is, is key in terms of routine, in terms of working, definitely. Um, just one quick on routine that I've started the last three days: cold showers. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I, I got a friend in a mastermind called Paul Mort. Was was like, mate, shut cold showers. Uh, is he a, is he a Jordy? He is, yes. Is he the guy? I've seen. I've seen him on my, on my Facebook. I don't he's know. He's a good but he, guy, he's Paul. Is it? Is he? Because he's, yeah. he's very. I mean, he's very like rah. I'll eat me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. picking him up. Yeah. 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 He's a good guy. Very oh, good. Wow, um, cool. Yeah. So he was saying cold showers. It's good for your um, immune system. Good for your mental health. It makes you lose weight. It, apparently, it puts your body in a state of shock, which makes your body more used to being in a state of shock, so you react better to situations. That's I'm trying it. Yeah, let us know how you get on. I think these, <laughs> I think fads are fascinating. And I, I, I was speaking. I've spoken. Obviously, there are a couple of questions that I ask everybody because people talk about you've got to get up and you've got to do this. And ultimately, ultimately, 
is what suits you. I think that's the most important thing. That is what's coming out of it. I had one chap who has a routine for one sole purpose, and that is discipline. And he said yeah. to me, he said to me, he said to me, not everybody needs to have a routine, but if I didn't have a routine, I'd be on, I'd be off the bandwagon and I would, I would spiral out of control. So that keeps me disciplined. I had one chap who was like, I have zero, I have zero routine. I get up when I can, um, but I, I have faith. And faith for me keeps me on the straight and narrow. And I, you know, it's just an interesting concept. So you do have a little bit of a routine. There's two things that you try and establish every day. Um, yeah, it was the same as um, it was the same as as what you said before. Where if um, I need to do those two things to to, to keep me sane, and um, and it's discipline as well. And if I don't do those two things, then I haven't done what I need to do that day. Um, in terms of you don't need to get you do not need to go up at six o'clock and work every hour of the day to be successful at, at all it's it, you you will know when you've done enough just if you if you go in the day thinking oh, i'm going to finish it two today to work myself you're going to you go absolutely nowhere um but but it's an obvious thing you know when you get to a time and you think right i've, I've, I've finished for the day and go home and see your, your kids that is honestly yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, look, it, it, I, I, I have, I'm, I've got a very strong opinion about doing what works for you. And I think mm. that it's got to work for you. Unfortunately, that isn't sexy enough to sell anything. You know what I mean? People, people sell that idea of you've got to yeah. get up at high five. But anyway, let's move on from that. Right. Last question yeah. I've got for you. And there's well, it's two, two parts really is, and I'm asking everybody this because I've, I've only recently come into the book world. I don't read a book. I've never read a book. I've said this on every podcast that I've had. I listen to them and I, I've found so, so much value in listening to them and stepping out of that sort of zone of I don't read. Give me a top couple of books. And if you've got any apps, give us a top couple of apps as well. Um, so books in terms of positioning your brand and positioning and mindset. Um, Oversubscribed by Daniel Priestley is brilliant. Was, was the number one, number one for me. I listened to that on your advice and I agree. Um, and then I've just seen a book called Superfans. I must have read that. And then um, the, I'm trying to find the, the name of it, the Dan Kennedy book about sales letters. Okay, go on. The name is The Ultimate Sales Letter by Dan Kennedy. Okay. He's brilliant as well. That'll give you enough to, to start on sales letters. Perfect. I ask for nothing else. Apps. Are you an app man? Do you have any apps for your business? You like Asana, don't you, in your company? Yeah, I've never really got into Asana, to be honest. I stay away from Asana. I'm, um, favorite apps are Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> okay, well, there you go, guys. If you haven't heard of them, Instagram and Facebook, get them, <laughs> get them downloaded. It's, yeah, Instagram's this new, new thing. I bet you, three months' time, Instagram will be huge. There you go. I should, if, if I could... Go on. Especially that um, at Phil Jones FW. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying. To, on on that note, Phil. On that note, Phil. <laughs> where do we find you? Where do we find you? Because we can find you in multiple different places. But give us a, give us a rundown. You can. Um, Instagram is probably. I'm, I've got loads and loads of connection on LinkedIn, but I don't do enough with it. And I'm trying. My next hire is going to be a content creator, and they're going to do all of that. Um, but Instagram is where you'll find me, and if you message me, I will respond. Whereas on LinkedIn, I won't. Um, and it's at Phil Jones FW for Firewave FW. FW and Firewave is one of the content businesses that you've got. Correct. Yes. Right, Phil. Is, does anybody call you Philip? Is that do you pet? Were you I'm crossing? Under, Philip? Yeah. Philip, mm. Philip, Mr. Two L's. Is it? Two L's. Okay. Well, for anybody who cares, uh, Mr. Philip Jones, thank you so much for getting on this podcast. Listen, for anybody who's listening to this outside of tonight, because you're probably not. In fact, I don't think I'll get it cut tonight, but let's be honest. If you're going to listen to this, it's currently Easter weekend. It's Saturday night. Uh, it's gone eight o'clock. It's actually 20 past eight. And um, Phil's jumped on here. He's taken himself away from his family. He's been busy at work today. Uh, I've seen him on, on Facebook and Instagram, and he's, he's, uh, he's given me his time. In fact, he's not even given me his time. He's given you his time to talk about his, uh, his uh, inspiration, his backgrounds, and his ups and downs, his motivation. So I just want to say thank you, Phil, for coming on. Uh, any, any famous last words? Any famous last – I thought about this today, actually. Um... I thought if, if, because I've got quite a few podcasts coming up, I thought if someone says, what quote do you like? Um, I don't really have one. The, the best I can do is, um, 
sometimes the hardest thing and the right thing are the same. That's the best I can do. Sometimes the hardest thing and the right thing are the same. Well, I'll finish on this note, Mr. Phil Jones, the guy who never really got there with the first few things that he did, but he's now absolutely smashing it. For anybody who uh, doesn't follow Phil, jump on, get listening to all the stuff that he's done. And also, he just quoted there that he's listening to some podcasts. They're a load of rubbish, guys. This is the only podcast that you need to this be listening is. to. This is, but I'm not going to listen to myself again, so I need to give myself a week of some other podcasts. And I'll there you do, there you do. No, back on. No, listen, thanks, Phil. I, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Cheers. And that concludes our conversation. Thank you so much for listening. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for all to you who are listening and certainly making it this far uh, to the end of each and every podcast that I'm doing. They are getting juicier and juicier, uh, if I don't mind saying so myself. But listen, thanks for listening. I love you all. And uh, stay tuned for the next PC, aka podcast. Mm-hmm.